Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. This is the first episode. You guys are, uh, I gotta move out of this goddamn apartment. I mean, I'm a sloppy guy. I know I have a propensity with the goddamn soda bottle. I have a lot of soda bottles. I'll drink Diet Dr. Pepper if I can find it. If not, Diet Coke. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, 20 ounces. I'll drink out of a two liter bottle if I have to. I'm a, I'm a sloppy guy, you know, because I, I, I'm not going to finish a cold that damn bottle. You know, when I'm home, I'll play some fucking video game. Point is, my room, it's, it's, the floor is littered with old bottles. I'm not a disgusting homeless person, all right? I'm not saying that, like, I'm leaving, like, chunks of meat and, like, old fish wrappers lying around. I'm not an animal. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no fucking cans of fucking, you know, tuna... Uh, tartar. I'm not fucking just slobbering all over a bunch of meat and then just leaving them you know, to be to be fed on by animals. I'm I, I have bottles of soda, literally in the floor. They're clean. You know, it's it's relatively clean. So I don't I don't think I I deserve. I don't think I need to. Exp- Look, is that clean? Is that is that something that you want to bring a girl over to your apartment and find? No, it's it's a little messy. It's a little sloppy, but that doesn't explain what I found. Cause I went to clean. I, I'm not an. I, I clean it up every once in a while. You know, I go through the floor. I floor. I fucking the real problem. If I could just throw stuff in the garbage, it'd be fine. But I gotta like filter out what goes into recycling and then you know drain the liquid from these fucking bottles using a pot. It's a whole process I go through. And it takes a while, and I'm just lazy. Uh, so, take, you know, whatever. So I'm cleaning up the floor the other day, and I don't... Look, there used to be a mouse problem in this room. I plugged it up with an old, an old satchel that I had, which sounds weird, but I had a sat. I ordered this... I, I thought it was, a, it was a messenger bag that I was getting from Amazon. Turned out it was like a satchel. So I just shoved it into the wall where there was a hole where the mouse would come through. Because there was mouse... The mice would come through, you know, at one point. You would hear them, you know, scuffling about... And, uh, you know, I don't pay a lot for this apartment. There's no window, but it's cheap. So, you know, I'm not going to, like, you know, start freaking out because there's a map. Uh, but I've... So inside my old... Sh- I'm, I'm cleaning, you know, my apartment yesterday. And there's a fucking... You know, I'm, I see an old shoe of mine, a LeBron soldier. Now, to specify the soldier, it's the less expensive version of the LeBron shoe line. Um, you know, you if you ever saw me around, there was a flat green basketball shoe. It, it was fine. It was very well... Supportive of my ankles, they had three Velcro straps in addition to the laces. I liked it. I felt you know really locked into the floor. Uh, and inside one of these soldiers, I found you know there was a piece of uh, like a napkin that was all torn up. I'm like, oh, why is this torn up? Did the mice get to? And then I look and there's movement. There's movement in the goddamn shoe. There's movement in the shoe. It's like a it looks like hot dogs moving. Like what? It, it, you catch it out of the corner of your eye. It's that kind of thing. It's not the kind of thing that you immediately register what this is and what you just saw. You know what you just observed. You don't know. You're, something weird happens. I'm sure this happened to you. You know, and you go, what was that? And you get an unsettling feel. I mean, if you listen to this, you probably know what I do. I mean, I used to work at a morgue. You know, I saw a lot of dead dead things, babies, kids, people, grown people, different races and sizes and cultures they came from, you know, different states of, you know, death, you know, maybe they were shot, maybe they fell off of a ladder, 
Who knows? You know, I, whatever. I shot themselves in the face, hung themselves from a fucking hook, you know, or, or, or a noose with a hook. You know, all sorts of things. I'm not here to judge, you know, how you choose to meet your maker. The point is, I'm I'm not squeamish is the point. Where do I find this guy? You know, I see this shoe. I'm realizing, like, oh, something's mo- that a bug. There's bugs around. I'm, I've gotten used to bugs. You know, unless they're huge and they're like, you know, some kind of cockroach or whatever you call them. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to lose my shit. You know, I used to be, as a child, very afraid of bugs. I've grown in my adult life accustomed to them. But there's movement in the corner of my eye, so I have to go and look into, like, inside this shoe. And, like, it's a... I don't know what you call what I saw. I guess they were baby mice, but they're, you know, they were larva state. It, it, they seemed like they were in a larva state. Like, like little hot, little cocktail hot dog wieners, but moving around. And, uh, it was disgusting. It was, it was really gross. I'm not, uh, thrilled that I was a part of this experience. I gotta move out. Gotta get out of here. I threw the shoe out in the garbage. I had a garbage bag ready, and I just threw it out. I just fucking threw it in the garbage, and uh, I don't know what happened to the mice. I mean, I assume they're used to being in garbage. They eat my garbage all the time, apparently. They like to live in my garbage. So now they're living in a garbage truck, and perhaps in a dump. I mean, does the garbage truck smash them? I, You know, maybe. Maybe I'm the guilty party of a massacre. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel that bad. I mean, you know, I'm not a guy. I'm not, I'm not a sociopath. I don't go hurting ducks and mallards and fucking different kinds of raccoons. I don't cut the wings off of fucking birds and then watch them, you know, float around in the water. That's not that's something a serial killer does. I don't do that. But, you know, I, I don't. What, what, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to, like, cut open the, 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 the dead mice? Do you want me to smash it? I don't want to smash it. I don't want to smash a little baby mouth. I'm sorry that makes me a fucking, you know, whatever, less than a man in your eyes. I'm sorry if that makes me not, you know, not masculine enough for this fucking podcast. I don't want to smash a baby mouse in the fucking face. I'll do it if I had to. If it came down to it, if it came down to it, I'll do it. But, you know, I didn't have to. So I was put in a bag. I just threw the shoe out. You know, in the perfect world, I would have had that shoe as a backup shoe. We'd like to keep that as a backup shoe, but I'm not going to, you know, we're going to wear this shoe that these baby mice are shitting and coming and pissing into. It's not for me. I can afford, you know, I'm not a rich man, but I have some, I, I can afford, I have a job, make money, I can afford a shoe that isn't full of baby mouse cum. The fuck is wrong with me? I got to fucking, you know, I just got to get this fucking cleaning done and I got to move out. I'm moving out with my girlfriend. We, I'm spending most of my time over there anyway. You know, fucking cohabitating on the, I don't know what you call it, part-time. It's just how it works, you know? You just fucking end up staying at the nicer of the two places, and then, it's, you know, so that's what we're doing. And, you know, I haven't been around here as much, so, you know, I haven't been, you know, it hasn't been bothering me to clean it. I mean, I don't know if this, these dead, these baby mice have something to do with my lung infection. I mean, I, I don't think, I think it was more the uh, the vaporizer. That was using, yeah. I, I I've been on the uh, on a medical uh, roller coaster of sorts for the past couple months. I've had a 
let's see. Uh, well, first I had I had a flu, which led directly into a leg infection, which the doctors I went to an urgent care the second or third day of the flu because I have this fucking giant. My shin just turns into like a red. It, it's full of fluid. I wasn't sure if it was pus or not, but. It's you know I don't think it was pus and but but it's just red but it's, it's it's hot it's hurt it's hard it's hard to touch it's fucking it's got like a scaly thing going on whether this thing you you go to the urgent care you go to the do- and they fuck you know, which is these doctors you, you, you know, when I was a kid we just went to fucking you know pediatricians or whatever the fucking regular doctors I guess these urgent cares have been popping up for the past fifteen years and at first I liked them I, you know, even though I had great health care at the county. I would go to these urgent cares because it was just I don't want to fucking have to like be accountable for picking a doctor. That's a weird. I I don't I don't know if you're a good. Do- what makes a good doctor? I don't fucking know. I mean, like I I went to a doctor for years that my mother went to, and he seemed. I guess he was fine. I didn't think he was great. I'm not gonna name him here and call him out, but he was a per- doctor for old people. Which my mom, I think, accidentally went to. He was like every time he went into his uh, his his office, there was just people on the brink of death, ninety years old. And I guess I guess it's, and I went there. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is what you you get. Most people going to the doctor are old, which might even be true. I don't know. But the point is, but this guy specialized in like geriatric fucking, you know, like pulling. Like you know, fucking the, the kidneys out of a fucking eighty-five-year-old man just so we could fucking piss in in the middle of the night. I don't, I don't know what old people have to do. They have to have their organs rearranged on a weekly basis because you know their fucking prostate is just burrowing into their fucking colon. Like terrible thing. The body's not meant to live into ninety years old. So I'm sure there's old people out there. I've seen the insides of old people. I mean, most of the people at the morgue, if you really went by numbers, which is old, a lot of old women, if I remember correctly, plenty of old men, but a lot of old women just smelled like piss. I guess because they pissed themselves. But you know, just just dry. Their skin's very dry. Your skin's just not made. To be old, it's it, it, it it's lost its it's like effectiveness. It, it becomes like a chalky kind of sticky thing. That's uh, like a, like a, like a paste. Like like your your skin is just like dry paste and uh, covered in like bruises. I remember the first one of the first cases or whatever you yeah you know, cases I guess you call it. I remember it was an old person at the morgue very early on in my my tenure there and. Uh, I said to the doctor, hey, doc, is this a case of elder abuse? Because this old lady looked like she had been, you know, beaten with sticks for hours by a a, a gang of young hooligans just beating this old woman over and over with heavy sticks. And and she said, no, this is just what happens when you're old. They they bruise when they fucking, you know, bump into the chair. You you get a bruise that looks like you were in a fight with with Muhammad Ali or the fool of the fuck. So, you know, this is what happens when you're old. So you just fucking... I'm sitting there with these people in my doctor's office back in the day, and they're just covered in bruises. We couldn't, I couldn't tell at the time, but it's probably covered in bruises. Every time you see an old person, just know they're just covered in fucking bruises. It's terrible. You got to be careful. I mean, they could just fall. I mean, if, you, if they fall, they're done. I think my great-grandpa had a stroke. The stroke didn't kill him. He fucking fell. And then the, the fall, just fucking, he got an infection in his fall or whatever the fuck. I mean, he was old. He was 95 probably. From Goche, I don't know. He came over after the war. He was too old to be in the war, so I don't know what the hell he was even about. He was just probably some farmer, farming 
sheep, goats, what the fuck they chocolate, maybe a chocolate farmer is having a thing. Dairy chocolate. Whatever. But he died from an infection in his hip, I think, after a stroke. Next, you know? Anyway. So his doctor, he's just specializing in old people. That's who I used to go to. I didn't even have a the the you know the, the uh, chutzpah to get my own doctor. I was just like fuck this. So when these urgent care started popping up, you you know, a bunch of years ago, I was like, great, this is great. You walk in, you give them your insurance card, and they just they only ask questions. You don't have to like talk to them about your past. They don't know your mom. They can't fucking bring up the fact that one time. One time you were getting a shot when you were like 10 years old and you had dirty underwear on. Your mom noticed and she yelled at you. They, they don't know that. The urgent care It's fine. It's just, it's anonymous. I like that. It's like going to a prostitute, but but for a doctor. You know, it's it's like a whore doctor. A doctor whore. You know, whatever. I'm not trying to stigmatize prostitution. But I like it. I like just going in there. I mean, I, I had a respiratory infection once. You go in there, they're giving you the fucking... My insurance covered the whole nebulizer. It's the whole this tube that the tube that goes into your fucking mouth and this fucking machine. I'm just sitting there with it like I'm the king of Siam, just fucking like I'm Bane, like a king Bane. It's great. I loved it. I loved for years. I was going to these urgent cares whenever I got sick, and I didn't give a fuck. It was nice. Uh, but you know, it, uh, it all catches up in the end, I guess, because I'm going. You know, I have this leg thing. And I'm going, and, you know, they give me, you know, a prescription for antibiotics. And, you know, I've, like, from working at the morgue, I have a certain appreciation of, like, you don't want to let things go too far. You know, an infection can uh, turn into something pretty nasty pretty quickly. So you don't want to just let it fester on your skin. You know, this could just, you know, turn into a clot and, you know, block up your heart. So I'm, you know, I go like I'm off, whatever. I'm off work anyway because I have the flu. So I go two days later to the urgent care because like, these these antibiotics aren't working. My leg's still fucking. You know, you, you take antibiotics usually after the first day or two. It's like you know you get some relief. It's some indication that the thing is working. And the guy's like you know looking at me like I'm an asshole. Like, what you hear two days later? It's a seven day thing. And I'm like, yeah, but you know I'm still seeing this. Fucking, I'm not seeing any indication it's getting better. Usually it is. He's like, are you a doctor? So that's me this fucking shit. You, am I a doctor? And I, I didn't used to yell at doctors. I still haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm at a point now where I'm going to start yelling at doctors because they really are just schmucks. I mean, if you're in an urgent care, I mean, they make a lot of money. We'll get to that in a minute, but they, they apparently make they make good dough. But, I mean, it's just, you're the kind of fucking scumbag who works there. You probably, I mean, there's some nice people. I'm all play, but they, they really, this guy was a real piece of garbage. Just fucking trying to stonewall me. Yeah, I knew there's a fucking the problem with your if you if you're not if your antibiotics aren't working, they're idiots. If they tell you something, they they're supposed to work right away, not cure you right away, but they're supposed to do something right away. So whatever. So I go a week, nothing, nothing's changed. I finally go back, and they're like, "What do you mean nothing's changed?" And I'm like, well, I went to you two days later. So they start giving they, they give me an injection of antibiotics, a different antibiotic. I don't know. Because I have something called, they think it's, it's uh, cellulitis or whatever the fuck, I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's some horse shit. They give me this, this injection. They make an appointment for me to go get, you know, fucking, what do you call it? The fucking, uh, the, the thing the babies do with, with, with the ultrasound. You get an ultrasound done. The babies don't do it. The doctor doesn't, you know, because you have a baby inside you and you want to take a look at it and 
you know, see if it's a boy or a girl, just want to look at his dick. I don't know. I mean, the whole ultrasound. I mean, we got to make sure this blob looks correct, I guess. I don't. They really need that. They, what are they going to do? They going to fucking abort it otherwise? What are they going to fucking give it a fucking, you know, injection while you're in there? It seems odd. But whatever. But I got one done by an old Polish, not old Polish, you know, a younger Polish woman. She wasn't bad. She fucking, you know, as far as professional wise. I mean, she was, she was, you know, a, 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 whatever. She was a nice woman. She fucking, I guess she spoke English. She didn't speak much. But she uh, gave me an ultrasound on my leg. Turned out it was just full of water. I don't know. It, the, the injection worked pretty well. They fucking, I, I, for a month or two, I was all right. And then all of a sudden, couple weeks ago it starts coming back this infection because they told me it's gonna take a while to heal and it did you know but it went away slowly but you know it was it was going and i don't know if it ever fully went away and out of nowhere a couple weeks ago it just fucking starts coming back and the same fucking day i got a lung infection like a, like, a, like a respiratory thing starting it's like i don't know if they're related i mean you would think they were they come the same fucking day you think they are you think they you know there's some connection between the fact that you're just wheezing some high-pitched like a fucking micro machine stuck in a vacuum cleaner, and then fucking anyway. I, so I go to the I go to the fucking the urgent care, and they say they look at my leg, and they say, "No, you have to go to ER now." I'm like, "What are you talking about ER? Because now it could be something called uh, what are they called? Mercer. They they could be Mercer, which is everyone's afraid of Mercer apparently in America. Mercer is is staph infection, but it won't go away." With antibiotics, it's like it's antibiotic resistant infection. So you gotta be careful about MRSA. And then what? They don't, so I go to the fucking ER, and uh, it was actually not. It was very pleasant. I mean, look, there was people freaking out. There was an. It was a guy yelling that he wanted to go to the fucking uh, the psych ward, and he was he was threatening people and waving his dick around. And there was just people crying. It was kind of like Jacob's Ladder. Like people, it just felt like the, like the ninth circle of hell. And people were just, you know, just in agony. A woman screaming. Like, well, you know, like the doctor came over and he's like, I guess he inspected her, but he look, looked under her skirt. He's like, why don't you put a curtain up? Like, I have no, don't you have any shame? I'm naked. I'm naked. I'm naked. And like, it was terrible. Like, this is like people's. Just invasive, and it felt like the Middle Ages. But I had a fine time. I I got got in very quickly. I don't know if my insurance is good, maybe, or just because you know I'm a pleasant guy. I'm very nice and sweet. I played the, the sweet boy whole routine, and I just you know, hey, and I gave him the information, and I, you know when he asked me, this not, this guy came over, and he's very tall man, nice doctor, and uh, he you know, he when he wanted to know, I I, I called the urgent care clinic to find out what medicine they gave me so I gave that information to him and he seemed very happy so I don't know I always I mean I feel like I was floating above this ER like you know I felt guilty like survivor's guilt because I had a fun not fun time but I mean I was, I was there for four hours they wheel you around first of all I mean after the initial thing they look at my leg he's like yeah it's not Mercer my mom kept texting me that's Mercer you tell your mom you look it's a balancing act you know you don't you want to tell you you want to just you know do it on your own but, you know, you're in the ER, so it's like, you know, if it does come up later, you're going to be like, oh, why are you keeping secrets? So I tell her, hey, don't worry, I'm in the ER, just so you know. And then, you know, and she didn't freak out, but the text over and over. So I'm explaining, and she's going, and she means well, but she's like, is it MRSA? Is it MRSA? And, like, so I have to relay these questions, and the guy's like, it's not MRSA. But he's also the one explaining to me. 
He's like, it's just Mercer's like yellow usually. It's just like stop and like, which isn't the most scientific thing, but I get it. It's like it's kind of like you know when I'm at work, I don't fucking like when some producer I'm I'm doing some you know prep work or some editing thing. Some producer's like, yeah, this, can you just use an audio filter? It's like, no, shut up, shut up, just leave me alone. I don't like you. No one wants to explain their job to some schmuck on who who's just you know if you're if you what you I don't care if you work on cars or if you fucking deliver babies. Like you, if you're delivering a baby, do you really want to explain like, oh, is that my baby's, you know, balls? No, that's the placenta. Shut the fuck up. You know, I've held the placenta, by the way. They don't look like ball. I mean, they look like they could be detached. They're, they're very wide. If they, if if you saw a placenta, and, and, and if that was at what your balls looked like, your your kid would be in trouble. So, but I could see someone asking because you wouldn't know a yeah, placenta is purple. At least when they're dead. That's the thing. I know a lot, I've seen a lot of things, but they're always on dead people. I don't know if a, a living placenta is purple. That's a weird thing. If I ever got into a situation when I was at a cocktail party, and I was like with a like doctor, and I'm like, oh, that placenta, that's really purple, huh? I mean, regardless of the fact that he would just, you know, think it was odd that apropos of nothing, I'm bringing up a placenta. But, I mean, that's put a pin in that but he, you know the, the the embarrassment I would feel when he was like well no it's usually red I mean was this a dead baby you were looking at and I'd be like well yeah because you know, I worked at a morgue and he would just be disgusted with me and I mean I'm not gonna let some fucking doctor judge me but still I would get it because he, he would just you know why would I be pretending like to be on you know a doctor all because that's probably what's happening I'm probably like there pretending to be a doctor to impress a woman of some sort and uh, or just to gain social status in some cocktail party and some doctor is going to call me out and I have to admit that all my medical knowledge comes from, you know, working at the morgue and dealing with the dead, which, uh, you know, fair play. You found me out. But he's also, I mean, it probably I probably want to work in how to get the little placenta also. Placenta. I'm not just going to, like, blurt out over, I mean, probably we'll be eating pate, and I'll be like, oh, this pate reminds me of the look, the, the color of a of a newborn placenta. At which point he'd be like, well, if this was a newborn placenta, you fat fuck, it'd be dead. And then we would have to, yeah, so, pate, you gotta steer clear of pate. I mean, yeah, pate can be good in moderation, you don't want to eat too much. But, you don't see that much at cocktail parties. I mean, at least not at wed- I used to work a lot of weddings. You didn't see that at the cocktail hour. Maybe at more sophisticated parties where they sh- you know read about books. We're digressing though. So the ER, I had a pleasant experience overall. They wheeled me around, um, which was embarrassing because I'm on this like long bed, and then like the guy would come over and be like, "All right, we have to take you to the X-ray room." And I'm like, "I could just walk, dude." And he's like, "No, I guess it's like a medical, like an insurance thing." So I'm just this, like, I feel like this fucking fat piece of garbage being wheeled around the goddamn ER while people are crying. People are crying and, like, in misery. And, like, I'm there in my, just in my hoodie, like, not even, like, in, in a gown or anything, just being wheeled around. Like, this fat man being wheeled around an ER, like, like I'm that guy from Doom or Dune, the movie Dune, where the guy who floats around. I'm like that, only it's the wheels. I'm like Krang from Ninja Turtles, just... Some just white, the the white fat king of the ER. It's just a lot of racial content. I mean, I don't mean any racial thing, but I feel like I feel racially sensitive because a lot of the people, you know, they're not white. And it's like, I feel like, you know, am I just being 
it's it's racial guilt or whatever. I'm not trying to be the SJW right here. I'm just saying there is if you're not sensitive to that. I mean, you don't have to say you don't have to feel guilty. But you're not sensitive to it. You're kind of being a psychopath to the optics, at least. I mean, it's just you know, I'm not above being shanked or stabbed by you know whatever. People kill me. People should. I mean, I, if I was on the other shoe, I'd, I'd I'd stab me. So whatever. So they're wheeling me to the X-ray room. And like a couple times and like, you know, for different x-rays, they give me a blood test. Apparently I'm in objectively good health, I guess. I mean, you know, my, my blood levels, I don't have diabetes. Uh, I don't have uh, cholesterol problems or anything. You know, but I have these fucking respiratory thing, which they just, they gave me uh, like a nebulizer again. They gave me a fucking, the breathing tubes or whatever, you know, just a, I'm breathing in albuterol. And, uh... So the leg thing, whatever. I mean, they they gave me a bunch. They gave me like uh, IV antibiotics, and they gave me two different antibiotics to take home. I got a fucking uh, albuterol inhaler prescription to pick up at the, at the Rite Aid. And uh, long story short, a week goes by, the leg gets better, the lung thing's still there, and I'm going like to different. I go back to the ER, but not to the ER itself because it's expensive. But I go like to like a free clinic, and the doctor had told me, "Get yourself." I mean, this, is, this is the day when I went to the ER. He told me, "Get yourself." A primary physician. When he first asked me, like, who's your primary physician? Like, oh, I don't know how you go to urgent care. And he's like, why are you going to urgent care? Like, I just don't feel like he's like, you need that. Because you need to, it makes sense. Like, you need someone who sees you every few months so there's some consistency. It's not just an endless stream of psychopath doctors looking at you and going, just take this and take that. I mean, he he implied, I don't I didn't even want to impress him for details because he was a real good guy. You don't want to be, it was kind of like you don't want to be over eager with a girl you like or a guy you like. You know, I had a crush on this doctor, but not like a sexual crush, but I kind of wanted to be him, I think, in a weird way. I don't want to be a doctor, but I kind of wanted, he was a tall black guy. He was a cool, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, if I could have like swapped, you know, shoes with him for a day, I mean, I think I, he, he seemed really cool and fun. Like he would, like, you could have had a whole sitcom about him, like some cool doctor. It would just like help. Fat white guys in, in the ER or other people too, but you know, like that could they could make a movie about us. Like you know, I I should approach him. I should write a script, but um, I like I don't want to like be an idiot in front of him. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, and all this. Uh, I'll, I'll go get a primary physician. Oh, but he was telling me he like you know these ear, urgent cares. You know, he's like, oh, like these places are fucking terrible. You know, it's like you know they pay good though. I'm like, I'm like, what they pay good? Oh, I, I can pay. I can pay my uh. I can retire in ten years. I'm like, oh, why don't you why don't you do it then? And he's like, oh, they're fucking terrible. And I didn't ask him to elaborate, but I mean, I assume it's just like, I mean, I, I guess because you're just seeing people all the time and not really following up, and it's just kind of like a, like a real cattle call and a meat market. You're probably just seeing all this disgusting meat on people's bodies and just not even getting a chance to like observe it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it seems like the ER is not great either. But uh, he seemed to have a real low opinion of the urgent care. But they make good money. That's the thing. They make great money, apparently. So, like, I, I'm, I have no, I have no, uh, I don't know. What's the word? Uh, you would think, like, oh, of course, you're getting shitty care. But, I mean, I, it must be so terrible. I'm not sure. I have, I don't know what the hell is the, you'd think it, there'd be enough guys. Because there was guys at the morgue from, like, other jurisdictions, like doctors, who would come in on the weekends to, like, fill in and, like, do autopsies because they pay good money for per diem work, and they would just do it. And it was like, they're supposed, you know, this guy had, like, you know, kids and a wife, and he's just there on the weekends 
just cutting into fat obese people and people with tuberculosis and uh, just doing it. And like maybe maybe he liked it. Maybe he just hated his wife and he hated his kid. Maybe his kid didn't respect him. Um, maybe his kid would say stuff like, "Why don't you? Why aren't you a real doctor? Why you only? Why you only? You know, do doctor shit for people who you can't save." And he would say, you don't understand. This is a, a necessary part of society. And the, the kid would just be like, shut up. You give me an Xbox, you fuck. And then the doctor, you know, I mean, look, if it was me, I would have fucking, you know, you, you ring the kid's bell maybe. But this doctor, you know, he's got a lot to lose. So he just fucking says, fuck it. I'll just get in my fucking, you know, Porsche Cayenne SUV. Go down to the stuff, you know, there's a morgue I work, the other, other morgue. Not the one I work at usually, but there's other one that pays me money. I you know, just fucking fucked a weekend. Let's do this. It's fun times. And uh, in that way, maybe you know, these, these urgent care guys, you know, you would think there'd be some guys like that just saying, fuck it. Just give me that, give me that cheddar. Just give me that fucking cheese. That fucking, all that cheese. Um, so the leg thing went away after about a week again. Um, but the lung thing didn't. I saw this respiratory thing. Now, I quit smoking a while ago, a few months. I've been on that Juul kick. I like the Juul. Uh, it's enjoyable, I guess. I mean, I don't know. If you're not familiar with the Juul, it's that rectangular black e-cigarette. It's kind of sleek looking. It's kind of like a long, like one, like one of those monolith things from 2001 A Space Odyssey almost, but small, of course. You know, you're not, I'm not sucking on some big metal dick, you know, whatever. Um, and I like it because it's, you know... It, you can smoke it at work. I mean, I'm in the middle of a pit of people, but still, I'm just smoking it all day. Probably too much. Probably smoking this goddamn thing too much. I mean, I don't know how many people out there are on these things. They're inconsistent. Sometimes you're getting, like, a batch. I mean, it's supposed to be yellow, and you get a nice, like, fucking hit out of it, and you feel that like you're doing something. You accomplish something with your day when you smoke it. And then there's, you know... You get batches of them. I smoke the mint, and they'd be clear, and you, it feels like you're smoking nothing. But you wouldn't get, like, a nicotine craze afterwards, so I guess it did work. But my point is, I don't know what's up with it. It's very sketchy. And um, I ended up stopping smoking the Jewel, you know, once the hospital thing came along. And, uh, yeah, it seemed to be better. So I think it was that. Because I, in, the, in, in, in the interim... I had gone back to the doctor. The doctor who saw me originally at the ER, he happened to be working in the clinic randomly, and he was just like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, you know, didn't you get a primary care physician? And I was embarrassed because, you know, like I said, I wanted to be this guy or, you know, at least be part of a buddy team with him. And uh, I don't think he felt the same way, but he did seem to like me on a certain level. I think he respected me at least. And um, he said to me, you got to do that. But I mean, I'm like, what do you think this could be? And they go, oh, it might be emphysema. And I'm like, wait, emphysema? Like the thing with the old people with the tank, with the guy in Breaking Bad, the old man. He's like, yeah, he's like that can't be. He's like, ah, it's different types. You just got to stop smoking the jewel thing. And I did. And uh, I, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, I went and got a primary doctor. I don't like her very much. She seemed very rude. She didn't dismissive. Uh, it made me piss in the cup, which I guess is not, that's not the rude part. But, you know, you go in her room, it's just a patient exam room, but the, the bed with the sheet on it is just, you know, full of files. And I don't know. I think, it, I think she has a regular practice, and this is like her clinic in Bushwick. So it's not great either. 
I need to find a better. But you talk to people. I went and found the people at work, the most like put together, nicest looking, like you know, people who would throw a nice party you think, and like you know, have nice apartments and you know those people and. Asked, do you have a recommendation for a doctor? And they said no, they don't see a doctor. Now, that's possible. At least I don't. But, I mean, I think they take better care. We all have insurance there. You know, it's like I'm not, like, pooling a, you know, a random pool in the subway. But I think they just don't want me to see their doctor. They don't want me around. They don't want to be under the weather and have me with my fucking sores and my leg sores and my respiratory things in their waiting room while they're trying to get, you know, whatever treatment they're getting. And I don't blame them. I mean, this is, this does feel like a Mad Max scenario where we're all just fighting over like, a scarce resource like healthcare. But, uh, if anyone has any recommendations for a good, uh, a good primary care doctor in the Bushwick area, yeah, you, know, you can you can hit me up on on you know Instagram or Twitter, you know, or message me at Ray Comp. You know, let me know, cause uh, I'm not crazy about the one they have now. Uh, they're fine. I mean, I made an appointment. They want me to see a pulmonologist, which is like a lung doctor, and uh, I couldn't get an appointment until like January seventeenth. I mean, this is two weeks ago. I went January seventeenth. I mean, which just seems absurd. I mean, it felt like this thing felt like an emergency. I mean, I was wheezing like. <laughs> Like the noises coming out of my lungs, just like from normal breathing, was terrible. Uh, and then they, I went back and I, went, I actually went outside when the doctor gave me the referral, and then made, tried to make an appointment. They got that appointment. I went back inside. I'm like, hey, doc, the, the 17th. I mean, is that something? Can, you, can we do better than this? And then she's like, we'll try this. You know, this hospital. She gave me the card. I think we had a while to get a hold of them, and finally it was like, oh, we can get you in, in March. I don't know what happens to people who have. I mean, my lungs turned out, I think I'm fine. I mean, I stopped smoking the Juul, and, like, I'm pretty much, I mean, pretty much done. I mean, there's occasional wheeze, and I think I'm on the way to, to good, proper health. But people, like, what if you have a real lung problem? I mean, I guess you go to the ER, but they still just, they tell you to go to a pulmonologist. Like, what are people doing with their, we need to just get a single-payer health care, I think. I mean, you tell me this this libertarian sob story about how you need to have freedom and all this shit. I mean, look, we've allowed an entire apparatus, this 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 medical insurance apparatus, to just root itself into our. I mean, they they provide nothing. They provide. Uh, they're not insurance. I mean, the, the insurance. I mean, the entire idea of insurance is just like. I mean. That has to do with actuarial accounting and the idea that you know the prob you know based on the probability of you know whatever x occurring, uh, you pay a premium like a car call like car accident like you know based on certain factors your risk factor is x y z and you know and based on this accounting database we have we determine that you know all these risk factors you have that your risk will insure you, you know, for this amount a month, basically, or wherever the fuck it works. I mean, it, it, there's a, there's a, some kind of science to it of a probability curve. Or there's a reason you pay, you know, like, there's a reason your rates go up. I mean, if you get a speeding ticket, yeah, you're more of a risk factor. That actually makes sense. Okay, fine. But health insurance is like, you get, you, as soon as you get health insurance, you go to the doctor. You go to the doctor and you start going to the doctor. You know, like, no one is, like, using it, like, in case they get cancer. Like, yeah, that happens, too. But, I mean, you can't run. I mean, they're basically just this, like, apparatus that exists over the top of the normal medical 
uh, apparatus, and you know they basically dictate costs to the hospitals because if, if the hospital doesn't go along with their cost, they just won't cover, and then the hospital is stuck. Like you know, I don't know, not getting paid for at all for whoever goes into their ER. It's it's all very funky. And I'm not going to say the, the, the you know, I'm sure the insurance company has some kind of rationale. Well, we get screwed out of the X, Y, and Z, so therefore we have to charge this amount. And it's like, yeah, but there's just no reason for them to exist. I mean, if you look at the quality of healthcare that most people are getting, you can't tell me it's better than England. I, I, I mean, I went through it. I have good insurance. It doesn't seem that much. I mean, is England. I've heard in England if it's really bad, then you're kind of, you know, all right, so you want to go, you get, like, supplemental insurance. Sure. But, I mean, like, most, I mean, I, I feel like 90% of people's problems would be better. Just get a single pay. Just get, we're paying so much more anyway. It's, I don't even want to get into a whole, this is, this is a classic example of, like, this whole libertarian streak of like, well, let's just privatize certain, let's privatize prisons while we still fund them with taxpayer dollars. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you can have, like, you can have anarcho-capitalism. I mean, I don't agree with it. I'm not saying you should, but there's a difference between private entities and, like, the benefits that you were extol about them, extol about them, and then, like, having privatized you know, like like pride, like with, with, with Enron with the, with the fucking deregulation with energy back in like the two thousand era, like they basically just deregulated energy and let private companies come in and like auction off energy from state to state. So they would just like take all the energy from like you know states that had it and and and, and sell it to ones that needed it more. And like because you have like it's kind of like you have all these fixed. These fixed thing, these fixed economic environments, and you like remove one latch, and you let all the fucking shit flow through that latch. So like, well, this 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 state has like you know a cost fixed thing, but we can take it. We still take their energy and sell it. So fuck them. It's just you you can't privatize one state at a time and one kernel at a time. Like I'm not saying you know we should go socialist, of course, but I mean. There's a, there's a, when you talk about the rationale of like libertarianism, it's like we, we you want to go back to the gold standard. You're an idiot because you know what's going to happen if we go back to the gold. And you tell me Murray Rothbard and like there's a way to privatize it. You know, there's a way to de, de like to de uh, inflate the money supply gradually over time. And I'm sure there is, but I mean, as soon as you stop expanding the economy with you know inflationary spending, it's going to hurt someone. It's going to hurt the taxpayer. On a surface level, but people, people are just not smart enough, educated enough, engaged enough to understand economics. And any, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an economist, but I mean to, to understand it at all, and to like, or, or and also to cope with like, oh, maybe we should like, you know, take the pain for a little bit because it'll be better in the long run. No, of course not going to do that. So whoever the point is, whoever. Fucking voted this in. Whoever you voted in, who said let's deregulate, you know, de- you know, strengthen the gold standard and get, you know, strengthen the dollar. They're gonna get voted out of office in two years. It's done. It's never gonna happen. No one's gonna stick to the plan. So, like, what do you? I don't know what perfect world you're trying to envision, where we're just like, you know, everyone's just. Pre- no, we're not going along with this. We're not. People think I'm a pessimist. I'm not a pessimist. All right, I'm not some kind of dark I'm not Chris Hedges 
I mean, although I think that guy's right most of the time. For if you don't know Chris Hedges, look him up on YouTube. It's like a minister slash journalist slash you know the end is near uh, truth sayer, whatever you want to call him. But uh, I'm not him. I'm I'm not all doom and gloom. I'm just saying the people are too dumb. The average person. I wish they were. I don't think they're fundamentally too dumb. I think they're everyone. I think everyone's got enough intelligence to go around. I think everyone's intelligent enough that if they actually were engaged, that they'd be fine. But the problem is, you know, what, what, what do you think these guys, is that my accident? No. Edward Bernays and this whole crew of contemporaries and subsequent generations, the public relations industry, and also, and therefore, and the marketing guys and the advertising guys that went along with that made sure that, you know, the people have been conditioned for, like, you know, the better part of a century now. I guess. Yeah, better part of a century. To just basically be a consumer. To, I mean, we have it good. Look, I, I have fucking, I'm looking right now, I'm in my room, I got four different fucking video game consoles. I don't need any of them. I mean, I could get away with one PS4. I got a Wii U, I got a Switch, I got a fucking one of these retro pie things, I got a PS3. I'm just saying, I, I mean, I have my TV, my Amazon Fire Stick, I got a Fire Tablet, I got my Mac, but I mean, I'm, I got technology up the ass, you know, right up my ass, just getting fucked constantly by technology. It's nice. I'm not above it. I mean, you know, I, I like the new shit. I like the new fucking gadgets. I'm not, you know, I'm not an early adopter, but, you know, I... It's just, what are you going to do? You, you, are you going to become a, what's going to be your motivator without buying shit? You could be a outdoors guy. I mean, I could be a, I should play more sports. I should go out in the woods. I should be a fucking, we should all go out in the woods more. I'm an Eagle Scout. Why don't I go out in the woods more? The point is, why am I on te- the tit of technology? I don't know. It's, it feels good, and they've given it to. And it, look, so I'm a guy who's I'm already engaged, and now I'm getting fucked. I'm not above it, so I, I feel bad. These kids are out there; they got these iPhones, they got these fucking gadgets, and you expecting them to care about Ludwig von Mises or, you know, the the fucking why the Laffer curve is fucked, you know, or why supply side economics is bullshit, or why on the other side of it, you know. The Keynesian economics is bullshit. They don't give a fuck. They're trying to get laid. And they're trying to, you know, get some kind of fucking gadget going. I mean, you want your dick to go into something. You want your tits to go into something. You want your pussy to go into something. I don't blame you. Getting laid's nice. And all the other shit's nice. And, like, you know, it, really, what are the odds that anyone's going to fix it? So just get, just come, maybe have some kids. That really is the answer to happiness, I think. Just come as often as you can, consensually. And with and with respect, you know, have some kids when you when you want to take care of the kids, give them some fucking, give them some candy, give them some Xboxes, fucking, it's not gonna get much better. I I mean we are on the verge of a new year though. I mean the year has been kind of crazy. I'm throwing a New Year's party. It's a last minute party. Uh, we got three types of cheeses. But you didn't think that was going to happen. Three different types of cheeses from the guy who has two types of infections. It's not, but you know, we got brie, we got cheddar, and we got, what's the other one? Uh, fuck. It was some kind of sm- oh, smoked gouda, which I'm excited about because I'm not sure if I've ever had that before. And we got those, you know, those nice crackers. Um, you know, those car, those car water crackers, they call them or whatever. 
and they come. We didn't get the assorted box. They didn't have that in stock because we came last minute. But I like. I don't know if you ever had. If you haven't had these car crackers, or they call them biscuits because they're English, you gotta try it. I mean, you don't have to. You don't, I'm not saying you gotta be some kind of fucking pomp and circumstance, fucking, you know, wearing some fucking, you know, a graduation uniform while you're eating breakfast kind of guy. Because I mean, some professor schmuck. But you can have a nice, you know, cheese and cracker dish. I mean, you can try. I mean, look, I, I have baby mice in a shoe in my apartment. Like, it's, I still enjoy a quality cracker or biscuit. Uh, I prefer, my, my favorite is the whole wheat. It actually tastes like a cookie. I mean, but it's really it goes really well with, like, a brie, like a creamy cheese. It's like a wheat cracker. It's a recommendation I gave to you. Go eat a brie on a wheat cracker and... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really all you need for the new year. We got some Prosecco. Uh, we got some two types of Tostitos, uh, some salsa. We might order a pizza. We're going to you know, bring the, have a Nintendo Switch party going on. You know, yeah, the world's ending. Yeah, global warming is, 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 is turning, you know, the the axis of the earth on its end. I mean, they're, they're flooding Tokyo probably. What's, what's flooding? I mean... New Orleans flooded already, right? I mean, most of the country is under, I mean, has been flooded at one point. Tennessee, I think, had flooded recently. Not that recently. I mean, a year or two ago. Shit's getting bad. I mean, I, Trump's... We're already not in all the different uh, global warming agreements, you know, under the UN and stuff. I think Trump's pulled us out of a bunch of them or compromised our status in them. And uh, you can't blame Trump for everything, but he's tr- he sure hasn't helped this you can blame him for a lot he's not he, i mean i don't think he's a great a good president i mean i think he's you know he's ridiculous he's a ridiculous man um is he the world i mean look the world is does seem to be descending into neo-fascism and uh what are we gonna do about that i look i mean you have to look at the you can't just go oh well, everything you're throwing the fascist world around is he a Nazi? I mean, no, he's not quite as bad as Hitler, or, or or even like I mean, look, is he as bad as Hitler when Hitler was fully realized? No, I don't think you could say that at all. I mean, that that would be ridiculous. Let's be fair. Um, but that being said, you know, he is using the tactics of, of fascism, uh, which is basically to you know a strong sense of nationalism, an appeal to nationalism. It's one thing to love your country. I mean, I don't love my country. I think, I think honestly, the American dream, the American, the real American dream, the real American idea is that you know your country, eh, they're not important. You know, for liberty is the important thing. If you like look at what they're talking about and freedom and the you know uh, a, a relatively educated middle class of people that kind of you know can stand up to the to the machinations of you know leaders who want to fucking you know take more power than they were granted and, and call bullshit on that. We fucking, we don't let them. That's, that's kind of the idea. It's the experiment of America. And it's nothing to do with loving America, like loving the, the country of America. America doesn't mean anything. Oh, well, my grandpa died for it. Get, get, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Your grandpa died, I mean, I'm sure he thinks he died for freedom and good for him and, you know, thanks for his service. But I mean, the reality is, I mean, he didn't really die for freedom. I mean, he died for you know, mostly intro. I mean, World War Two were they really fighting for freedom? I mean, they were fighting for you know European freedom, maybe. I mean, you know, interest. I mean, are you are you fighting for freedom every time you fight? 
I mean, we, got, we did get hit by Tokyo, but I mean, you know, we also kind of provoked that. It's complicated. It's not all like one or the other, but uh, it's certainly not. My point is, when you hear, you know, when when there's heavy appeal to nationalism, it should always it should always disturb you. It should always be like, well, I mean, the fact that the kids are saying the pledge of allegiance should disturb you. It should. It's a, it's a weird thing. Why are you pledging? A, first of all, allegiance. Allegiance is not something you pledge. Like to in, 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 a, in a free society, like I pledge allegiance to a flag to an icon. It's it's like you're pledging to an icon, not to an ideal, not to the constitution, but to the flag. Everyone's got a flag. Everyone's got a fucking flag. Our flag represents blood that was spilled. Ooh, real unique. No, it's like this is this could be any country. I mean, if you listen to our national anthem, it's a, it's a, it's about it's a war song. It's a song about the war and then the flag was still standing. It has nothing, it has nothing to do with freedom. It has nothing to do with America. It's a song about, you know, it's any any country could have had our national anthem. There's nothing unique about, you know, I mean, if you want a great national anthem, it should be something like, oh, we have the right to free speech and you know, the guns and we have the no search and seizure. And like, that's not as catchy, though. <coughs> Nah, it's catchy. All right, no one wants to hear about search and seizure. Uh, habeas corpus can't suspend it. Like, oh my God, our freedom. Oh, we're gonna do something about slavery, even though we still have it right now. Like something like that. Like a not to like. Cause not everything was perfect. We had slavery, but we got rid of it. And like you know, but I mean, address it in the song, not just yeah, you know, not just sing about war and just some horse shit. It's nonsense. It's chi- It's for children, and you're defending it. I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I didn't even think, wasn't planning to get into the Kaepernick thing, but yeah, I mean, you, you, this flag. Who gives a shit about the flag, you morons? I don't know if anyone's listening to this who cares about a flag. It's a fuck. It's about. It represents blood that was spilled. This country is about freedom and the and the, and the goddamn constitution. This any country could fucking have people dying and and a fucking song about war. If that's what you think this country is, and we're no better than anyone else, so fuck off. The only reason we could be better. I'm not saying we are, or we're not. But the only reason we could be better is because of these ideas that we kind of didn't invent, but we kind of did popularize, and we were kind of the, the the standout, you know, symbol of it for years, for decades, perhaps even centuries. I mean, we kind of took the enlightenment, the enlightenment, and ran with it. Um, the French tried to, and uh, yeah, it kind of their, their revolution kind of went to sour, and then came back. And, know, it's complicated. I guess they have a republic now, but. No, you know, I was looking to the French. I mean, and yeah, we could talk about the Cold War being, uh, you know, kind of instigated by Western powers to boost, you know, military sales and, you know, the military, you know, strength of America. Sure. But at the end of the day, we still were a symbol of freedom to people who have that, you know, mind. I mean, not everything is black and white. You know, we were kind of looked at as, you know, a symbol of Western freedom and Western democracy. And so, that's, you know, we had an opportunity to be better. I don't think we were. I don't think, you know, if you look at how we handled the end of the Cold War, it's like, oh, we could have, and then we let, we let Russia get fucked uh, by itself and circumstance, and, you know, basically the parasites came in, the vultures came in. So, you know, what, are you surprised that a guy like Putin came out of there? No, I'm not, but, you know, whatever. Point is, this flag, give a fuck about the flag. Gives a shit. It's tribalism. I mean, look, tribalism. If if you're into it, sure. If you if, if you if you if you need if you feel like no, I care about the people around me, and uh, 
in my general vicinity and like you know i don't care what we do or what why we you know if we belong here or not or we belong over there or not but you know it's just stick with your team that is what it is i mean i at least you're being consistent but that's what it is i mean that's what you know when you appeal to nationalism that's what it is so when you have you know, a guy like trump going out there and and like the other thing is, you know, other the, using the other, which you know, in the case of Hitler, it was the Jews. I'm not sure who Mussolini used. I think the communists he used in a lot of cases. Um, but you know, this is clearly you know, Trump is the immigrants uh, and the whole border wall thing and the appeal to security. And look, I'm not saying that you know, when I look at the arguments against Trump, sometimes it's like, well, there should be probably some. You don't want to give anyone credit, cause, you know, but. It, anyone credit on the side of Trump, but like it's a instinctually go, this seems wrong. But I mean, you see the counter arguments. I mean, I'm not going to say there should be no security in the border. I mean, cause I think most countries do have that. So, you know, when people talk about there shouldn't be any, it's kind of like, I get why there's, look, there's always going to be, especially in this country, there's always going to be the liberal side of the argument, not really helping, helping out because you know, it's, if you listen to some of these people, it's like, you know, the fact that anyone wants any kind of uh, border makes them a Nazi. It's like, no, I mean, like, I, I I do think it's kind of usually a red herring and something people are pointing to to deflect from other, you know, economic issues and to, and to you know, bolster their fucking political party or their, their kind of, you know, grip on power. But, you know, it doesn't mean that objectively that, you know, an appeal to security isn't necessarily always wrong. But in this case, I mean, come on. This is, this wall's ridiculous for the most part. Um, it's full of lies, too. I mean, the whole process is full of lies. I mean, I don't know if anyone, if anyone believed that he was going to get Mexico to pay for it. But it's clearly not. And he's shutting the government down because the Democrats won't pay for it. And, yeah, I watched the conference, too, you know, was it two, three weeks ago when he's, when he's telling Pelosi and Schumer, like, you know, I'm going to own this fucking shutdown. And, of course, it's a Democratic shutdown now. I mean, the guy is so transparent in the way he does it that it's it's almost as if the transparency is the point. If the point is to, like, almost in a way say, fuck you, I know you know what we're doing, and we're going to do it anyway. And it's that next level of... Uh, like kind of almost like just make forcing you to submit, which doesn't seem plausible. I mean, the guy does seems just to be kind of a, off his rocker and uh, perhaps going crazy, and also just you know full of bluster. But I mean, it, it does. It feels sometimes these things fit that way. Like not everything is the new world order and the go and the deep state kind of actually doing you know aligning together to kind of you know come at you. But if sometimes it kind of manifests that way anyway. And it's, uh... It doesn't bode well for 2018, but I'm throwing a party with three different cheeses. Okay? I'm cohabitating with a woman. We're probably going to move in together soon. So things are going well. So I, uh, on the, uh, I'm leaving behind me dead mice, not living mice, living my baby mice in a shoe and throwing the garbage. But I'm having a party with three different cheeses and different chips and various... Treats, and I'm, I'm, we're entertaining. We're having, an, we're you make the best that you can of it. All right, there's no excuse to be miserable. You can make life where you find it. Okay, so that's the moral to take into the new year. Thank you for tuning in. We're gonna 
It's going to be every week. Uh, you can follow me, please, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's at Ray Kump. Uh, at Ray Kump on Twitter and Instagram. You can hear me every week on uh, co-hosting Dan St. Germain's wrestling podcast, Total Effin' Marks. That comes out every Saturday. Um, yeah, so make sure you follow us and follow this. And uh, see you next week. Thanks.